I'm Johnny Ellis, I'm Movie Mad. I heard you. I'm so Movie Mad that I've been listening to a movie soundtrack all week long. Are you Movie Mad? I am Movie Mad. Podcast. Well, you've listened to movie soundtracks before, of course. Yes. Uh, I bought you. Yes. A couple of been, movie soundtracks. I've listened to... Little um, Shop of Horrors. I, I did listen to Shop of, Little Shop of Horrors this week as well. Oh, yeah. What song? Yeah. Uh, just the whole album. Just the whole album. Yeah. What song is your favourite at the moment of that one? Um, it's always Suddenly Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. Okay. How she gets like more and more like dramatic... Suddenly, Seymour. Suddenly, um, And then, of course, I got you... Uh, Mamma Mia, yeah. Here We Go Again. Here We Go Again. Very yes. specifically, the Here yes. We Go Again soundtrack. No Still one of my favourite moments of this oh, podcast. I no piercing. Was not realising... I had no idea that you actually booked to see it in the IMAX. IMAX, baby. And to think I Episode had, 100, you can go back and listen yeah. to that one. And to think I'd actually, like... I was very close to seeing it on my own beforehand. Mm. Good thing I like to sleep. Yeah. Um, but now I've been listening to another. <laughs> I've been listening to another soundtrack all week long since uh, we last spoke, because you introduced me to some wonderful music. Ah, so this is two weeks ago, and you're listening to the uh, theme tune to Inside Man. Come on. No, I have been listening. That's a six-minute opus on a loop. To to Jamie Chay, a Prairie Home Companion soundtrack, and I love it. I really love it. I know you love it. You go into the <laughs> cinema and saw two different versions of it. Touche. Chapters one and two. <laughs> Very short book. Hey, speaking of things in the cinema, have you seen that uh, the Mandalorian screening in the cinema? It's an unlimited screening. It's an unlimited screening. Very strange thing. I'm guessing it's, it's only the first episode. Yeah, it looks like it. It says mm. sixty minutes. So. Oh, it's an episode of sixty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the first episode is like 45 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So and then the last 15 minutes is Werner Herzog reminding you that he's been in three episodes of The Simpsons now. Hmm. As of uh, day of recording, it's the uh, day after another episode, which he appeared. Oh. Which also had an ep- a reference to Baby Yoda in it. Oh, of course. So now Simpsons are for Disney. Yeah. They will put <laughs> in all the references to The Mandalorian. Oh, and it's me. I I'm, love um, rumours. I'm headway into season two of uh, The Simpsons yeah. now. Because you've got Disney Plus. Yes. Which and, is uh, the Norwegian version. We've still got another... Disney Plus. <laughs> still got another, what, two weeks And you're going to watch Blues Clues. <laughs> still got another two weeks before Disney Plus happens over here? Uh, at time of recording, yeah, we've got the old uh, money pit. Two weeks. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite proud of myself. So, where are you in The Simpsons season um, two? I what has just happened? What In the storyline... <laughs> Has, has, has Homer done something stupid yet? Because when that happens, it kind of... Like the, Wait, what? The, the, the house of cards collapses on itself. And when by does that, he I stop mean... being a genius? Oh my goodness, you were so early. <laughs> and um, as we know, Bart's the genius. Oh yeah. Well, Bart got an F. Oh no, we <laughs> dropped. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I watched uh, Simpson and Delilah. And what was the episode after? Harry <laughs> Feierstein. Yes. It's like, oh, oh, I watched uh, the episode I watched uh, Can't do his voice. this morning so before harsh. I went to sleep. Um, I was going to ask you a trivia question, since okay. you're Simpsons mad. Are you Simpsons mad? I'm not Simpsons mad. Although I did find out, uh, I was watching one episode, and Sideshow Bob at one point is referred to as Prisoner 24601. Oh, really? <laughs> Marvellous. Yeah, yeah, 24601. And I, looked, I found out that, that a lot of people have decided to do that as like their prison number for oh, yeah. characters and shows. I was like, oh, okay. 
Um, I thought it was just Simpsons being clever, but no, everyone else is silent. Um, I'm watching. Oh, and also oh. they call uh, they call it in the subtitles once they call Mr. Teeny Mr. Genie. Right. So, uh, well done, Disney, for getting good subtitle work. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Side note, though, uh, side speaking show. of uh, yeah. inmate uh, or numbers, um, I've been watching Arrow again because I've been 69. mainly binging um, Smallville at the moment, but I went back and dipped back into the, the proper Arrowverse. Um, and Viewers will remember this was part of the African Queen episode because oh, yeah. <laughs> because we had um, something to talk about with the African Queen, a, a cinematic classic, so why not focus on yeah. Legends of Tomorrow? Um, no, this is Arrow, though. But this is, this it's is the, the thing verse. started it all. It's the verse. Um, so at the end, at the beginning of every episode, mm-hmm. there's a whole spiel of you know, my name is Oliver Queen. After five years on a deserted island, blah blah blah, and I you know saved my city. I I'm um, sorry, I you just be- sound like this. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become someone else, darling. He always says I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I am. You are the Green Arrow. The Green um, Arrow. Yeah, he turned oh. it into the Green Arrow at one point for Ooh. the first three, four seasons. It's, he was just I the uh, awkwardly, the darkly coloured in post-production arrow. <laughs> um, but now he's in prison because he admitted he's the arrow, uh. and so now it starts off and he goes, "I am inmate," and he says a load of numbers, but it's not, it's not two, four, six, zero, one. You'd think they'd use it, but he's a number, not a human being. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so Simpsons. Simpsons. What was the first episode, and who guest starred? As themselves, with the, the first episode where a celebrity guest starred as themselves. Well, I'm going to guess it was three weeks ago. So, Simpsons season 31, and it was guest star Al Gore. <laughs> no. He claims it was like his fifth time, but most of the other times it was just Al Gore playing Al Gore, but this time he finally was convinced he was playing himself. All right. It was Bold, who was <laughs> dropping the character, the facade. Do you, do you have any idea? I was just I was thinking about because I watched was it the episode, episode three hundred Barting Over in which Tony Hawk appears. No, no. Hmm. I was watching the episode this morning and I thought to myself, I wonder how good Andrew is at Simpsons trivia. Like if we went to a Simpsons trivia night, oh, I'd be terrible. Would you? Yeah. I thought you were a big fan of well, Simpsons. I love it. I love watching it. I love a lot of the details. I've listened to every commentary. Wow, but you wouldn't multiple be, times. Wouldn't be good at like. But that kind of specific information, no, because I. I watched as a child. I would watch it like as a thing. All oh, right. So specific episodes, you know, like seasons episodes. That's yeah. not as clear to me. There's not many. There are. This was back when there were only you know, ten. Oh, wow. Even then, because of the way the videos were handled yeah. and stuff like that, um, it was just like random. Any advances on the uh, first celebrity cameo as themselves? First celebrity cameo as themselves. Yeah. Mm, was it Mr. Burns? <laughs> because he kind of became the main. Take this seriously, I am taking it very sense. seriously. Why is my volume getting louder? I'm not idea. You. We're good. I don't know. You're not good. Why not? Because you're asking me questions I cannot answer. <laughs> about the Simpsons, no less. If you ask me anything about the so Office, the first I would be of... yeah, but... quite. Uh, there's nine seasons of The Office. Yeah, that's true. This is very strange. Ooh, um, we have audio fluctuations here. Right, shall I tell you? Yeah, give me the episode. Uh, Dancing Homer. Oh, okay. So it's the Capital City Goofball. <laughs> it's got to be um the that's got to be a play on like the Philadelphia one. Is it Philadelphia? No, I saw John Oliver did a whole segment on him, didn't he? Doing with Gritty. Was it gritty? 
Capital. No, it wasn't. No, it's it was Capital City Goofball. <laughs> Who? Yeah, but it's based on another. It's the Greendale human the, being. I saw the um the the honker, and I was like, oh, I remember that in John. Oliver. Yeah, I can't remember what that thing's called. Yeah, but I think it must have been. But the Capital City Goofball is Capital City Goofball. Um, any any other advances on Steve Allen? No. Dave yeah. Allen. No. David Allen Greer. Dag. <laughs> It was Dagwood. Tony Bennett. Wow, you see, that's not a name I ever imagined. Think no. Tony Bennett played himself. Performing. On the Simpsons. Uh, Capital, Capital City. City. That wasn't an actual song, was it? No, that no. was because they're going to Capital City. Yeah. Which is not a real place. Oh. There's no real place called Capital City. There is a real place called Springfield. There's lots Where? Of real uh, lots of no, places. No, no, no. Where is Springfield? There's one near Milton Keynes. Where's Springfield? Where do the Simpsons live? Where oh. is 742 Evergreen Terrace? I don't know. Where is it? Well, I want you to know. I want you to tell I'm me. I'm not the Simpsons trivia king. Me? You should be. I'm not, I told you I was <laughs> not the Simpsons trivia king. Yeah, but you should be. But where is 742 Evergreen Terrace located? Which Springfield? I've no idea. Ooh, interesting, isn't it? Maybe you should watch the movie. They'll give you even more hints. Yeah. At one point, I... Ned outrightly points out five different states that are bordering on I can't remember. Do you remember the five states? I don't remember the five states, oh, but right. the joke is that there are five wildly different states from wildly different parts of the country that don't border on anything. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be five states that don't have anything in the middle of them or something. Mm, not well, because the joke is they're so far apart. Ah, right. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's, that's ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Um, Lord, I love you know them. What road... Can't get enough of them. <laughs> Ooh-wee. <laughs> Simpsons jokes for me. Do you know uh, what road um, the office uh, well, the business is based? Is. Yeah, in the, the office, the US office. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine Scranton Lane. Nope. Ooh. I don't know what the uh, what the number is. Four twenty Scarp Avenue. It's, it's Slough Avenue. Do you know why? Little, little. Because Cemetery Junction was set in Reading. <laughs> I haven't seen Cemetery Junction in ages. Is it good? I like it. I remember liking it when it. It's, I just wonder if it holds up. It's the best thing that uh, Gervais and Merchant have directed individually or together. Oh. As a movie. As oh, a right. movie. Because, you know, fighting with my family, the adventure of lying are both not good. What about. Um, no. Uh, David Brent, Life on the Road. Let's not even talk about that. I don't know why you would bring that up. Because it's one of Never the best comedies it. of that year. Never saw it. You did? Never saw it. We saw it together. Can't prove it. <laughs> Man, I missed that film. Let's watch that. What are we watching this week? Oh, this week we're uh, going back to uh, 2011. Okay. To watch a film that was shot for 2011 release. Right. When so did it actually come out? It was shot in 2000. It was shot and it came out in 2011. Oh, right. Okay. Definitely came out in 2011. Right. So is this the Thatcher film? This is a film called Margaret. Yeah, Margaret Thatcher. Not at all. Um, right. Anna Paquin, Matt Anna Damon, Mark Who? Ruffalo. Ooh. Is there water involved in this film? Is it Dark Waters? Because Mark Ruffalo was in Dark Waters. Yes! Came out I was waiting for you to do the thing. Oh. <laughs> Come on. God. <laughs> Sorry, it's the, it's the, the one scene. Yes! The one it's scene. in the trailer. It's the, it's the whole heightened bar of the trailer is yeah. that one moment. What's going on with our sound today? I'll tell you what's happening. It's We've got a thing where it decides to automate the level, which yeah. is terrible when it comes to actual audio recording. Right. 
and I can't change it on the fly because it goes, no, it's level is auto. Fuck you. Zoom H1 handy recorder. Don't buy them. <laughs> They've been good for a couple of years. Um, so, uh, who I don't know what to it? expect from um, this. You've started. Anna Paquin, Jay oh, Smith right. Cameron. Jean Renault. Jean Renault. Ginny Berlin. Alison Janney. Matty oh, Broderick. With Mark Buffalo and Matt Damon. Who's it written and directed by? Kenneth Lonergan. Right. Oh, is that why J. Smith Cameron is in it? I know the name, but what what do I know Kenneth Longman's film? Um, Well, as it says here, from the director of You Can Count On Me. Oh, so you can count on him. Mark Ruffalo, Laura Linney. I've not seen 2003. Oh, right. And then 2011 is the second film. He uh, did a uh, BBC adaptation of Howard's End a couple of years ago, which was fantastic. Mm. And he did a small film. I don't know if you heard it. I don't think it went anywhere. It was set by the sea. Uh, oh, it's not Liverpool. It's not Blackpool. Manchester. Set Manchester by by the sea. All right. Manchester by the sea. Hmm. What was it called? Ah, it was called you lousy <laughs> Liverpoolians. We don't like you. <laughs> um, D- didn't go far because the title was awful. Well, no, I'm north at least. Um... No, even there. It says here, you know, it's specifically, a, this it is a film of rare, bre- rare beauty and shocking gravity. Mm. So Sounds you know, like nuisance to me. It's shocking got uh, it's got Kevin Spacey in it. <laughs> that's that's why the beauty is so rare. But it's also got Sandra Bullock in. Yeah. It's got such gravity. And you think it's got uh, <laughs> George Clooney in it? His he, voice is in. His it voice well. is in it, and let me show you. It's a two and a half hour film, and three quarters of that is him trying to tell you that story about the Mardi Gras. <laughs> Will he get to the end of it? Will we ever know how he got the beads? I don't remember. Even opens up the side and goes, you want to know how I got these beads? <laughs> That's the whole thing is, you know, when he's trying to relax or he's telling the story about Mardi Gras. An extraordinarily Come ambitious on. film, raves Time magazine. Ooh, Time. Mm. Uh, time is something that this film had a lot of. I don't know what to expect from this. It includes two th- versions, theatrical and extended cut. Which yes. version are we, we are watching? watching the theatrical because it's the only one that's on iTunes because right. it's an American Blu-ray because it never came out on Blu-ray over here. Uh, okay. And I don't... And it's a DVD only for the extended cut. Right. Because... Fair enough. The extended cut is actually Kenneth Lonergan's vision. Right. But contractually uh, contractually with Fox, he had to release a two and a half hour film. Yep. 150 minutes, 186 minutes for the extended. Yep. yep. He had written a film and shot a film which was three and a bit hours. And they're like, no, no, we said two and a half hours or less. <laughs> so he got it down to two and a half hours. And exactly. Like, and reluctantly, they said, you know what? We'll put it on the shelf <laughs> for three years. Wow. This was finished in 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know what... The, the way it looks, it looks... The, the cover looks a bit like a Bourne film. Mm. You know? Yeah, I that know exactly. Because she's kind of... Out of focus and everything else, even more out of focus, trying to catch her. Yeah, yeah. Who is Anna Paquin? Is she Margaret? Is she Salt? Or is she looking for Margaret? Is she looking for Margaret? Why aren't we all looking for Margaret? I mean, that's how we live our life. Is that? Yeah. Um, A lot of parks, it seems, on the back. I mean, it could just be one park. Um, I don't know. Here's an idea. The Central Park? Maybe. I like to think in capital city. Maybe it's a whole film about her going around different parks and meeting different men. Echo she's Park, a prostitute. Highland Park, yeah, Hyde Park on the Hudson. You know who gets? <laughs> you know what happens there? What? Laura Linney gives Bill Murray a handjob in a car. Really? Really? You've not seen Hyde Park on no. the Hudson? It opens. 
with Laura Linney and Bill Murray driving off to a small part in a, in a field. And at the start, she outwardly says, you know, I was with my cousin, the you know, President Roosevelt. Right. And then you suddenly start to see him go, and her hand move, and she just starts hand-jobbing him in a car, in the field, after well, they've started to say, with cousins. Oh, right. And it's, uh, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, as Bill Myers, Franklin Delano Roosevelt getting a handy from Laura Lilly. And then the title comes up, Hyde Park on Hudson. Why didn't they put that in the advert? I don't know, because they wanted to sell it as a classy movie in which Olivia Coleman plays the the Queen? Having Olivia Coleman playing the Queen? Having hot dogs, that's the premise. It's like he's serving, a, he's serving the King and Queen hot dogs. That's crazy, Olivia Coleman playing the Queen. It's not a good film from the director of Notting Hill. Yeah, but then again, nothing he has done since Notting Hill has really been good, has it? Um, I was going to ask you some questions about this, but oh no, no, go on. No, go no, on. but it's all right because it, it says here at the end questions. Call one eight 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 two two three four three six nine. Ah, but then read on or, or visit, visit foxconnect.com. dot oh. Right, so that number is now leads you to Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney oh, Cruise. what do you want to know? <laughs> Margaret division. Oh, well, gosh, let me tell you about Margaret. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, Max, Max, hold off. i got to spend 186 minutes explaining Margaret. I'll tell you, that's a very goofy movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder okay. what that number does, actually, now. Well, it, it would cost you a bit, because it's an American line. Give it your phone. Do you think I'm going to like this? Up. It's two and a half hours. I don't... I think you'll get a lot out of this. Yeah? Mm. Well, like an episode of a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Pretty um, much that's all we're doing it for. Wow. Okay. SEO numbers. Right. Um, I was going to ask if you like it, but I don't want to... Because I remember last week, I didn't think you were going to... I didn't think you liked I mean, a very it, home the, companion. The fact that you just don't know if I like this or not tells me you don't read my writing. Read your writing? Yeah. I mean, just at the end of last year, I did a best of the decade list. I did go through all that, but like, there's there's a lot of films in that list. Yeah, I would say 100. I was looking, I was looking at... Um, I, I would give you an exact number. There were 100 films on that list. I was looking 100. mainly at the films that I'd you seen. Knew. Yeah. Oh, so you weren't trying to look and find, oh, that's an interesting thing I've not heard of that we'll have to put on the list. To be honest, I did uh-huh. think most of the ones that I hadn't seen... We're probably on the list for the podcast, so I didn't want to ruin myself. Well, guess what? One of them is. Right. And it's called... Margaret. What? Very Home Companion. Getting louder and louder when I get to the punchline. (laughs) A Hot Tub Time Machine 2. No, that wasn't on the (laughs) list. Hot Tub Time Machine 2 is not as good. The Christian Slater sequence is fantastic, though. Hot Tub Time Machine 1 was quite, was rather fun. Hot Tub Time Machine is one of the best pieces of work. I loved the ongoing joke of how the guy was going to lose Christmas his arm. Weather. Yeah. Well, Christmas weather, lose his arm. It's a good joke. It's a good brilliant. thing. It's, it's brilliant. It's a great concept. Worked out well. Yeah. Not for him, he lost his arm. Ah, oh, he was a hero, though. He was. He was indeed. Although, Billy, Billy he shouldn't be a hero. <laughs> um, yes... So, oh, you have more questions? No, no, I'm I'm ready. The, the, I've got the phone line ready. <laughs> I'm ready to start, really. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had Donald. How hard it is to get Donald? Donald. He has three three children yeah. to look after. 
And he's got a brother who's crazy Daisy wacky Ducks? in the Daisy? head. Is it Daisy Duck? No. She's not in the picture anymore. Oh, wasn't she? She left him. Oh. He cheated on her. <laughs> Who's she leaving for? Darkwing Duck. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be, um... What's his name? Daffy. That's who he cheated on a with. Sorry? That's who he cheated on a with. Oh, wow. On the set of Who Framed Roger Rabbit when they were working out their <laughs> piano concerto. <laughs> we got into a tiff. And by that I mean into a uh, <laughs> an image file. An editable image file. <laughs> where they edited themselves into each other. <laughs> for about two and a half megabytes. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't too much, but it was kind of raunchy. And let me tell you, they saved their transparency. There um, were layers. Hmm, I'm still trying to figure out whether I'm going to like this. Nothing short of masterwork. One of the decade's cinematic wonders. Now, is that the decade that it was shot or the decade it was released? Ah, yes. Ooh. Hmm. Mm. She looks very confused. This still is a film that I do like not me. believe even showed at the now defunct Fox Screening Room oh. in London. Oh, poor Fox because, Screening Room. Yeah. Rest in peace. God, I walked past that the other day. I just felt so sad. Mm. Building's still there. Have you gone to Leicester Square since they put up the new things, the, the statues? No, because it was raining so much. I just went past there, saw they were still advertising the king would be kid, the kid who would be king on the thing, <laughs> oh, really? and the favourite on the TV as well. They were the two films oh, wow. showing. Like, oh, bloody hell! <laughs> Update that, Fox. You've got other titles like Call of the Wild mm. and New Mutant. Oh wait, that's out soon. They could have just. Do you think they're going to push that back to November as well? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably out by now on Disney Plus. They've just probably. given up at this point. Probably. Oh boy. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I've not seen the it would have been good to go to Leicester Square and see the Singing in the Rain statue while it was uh, raining. Yeah. But at the same time it was pissing down with rain. Yeah. So much so that I it just, wouldn't have been fun. I just wanna take a sandwich with me and eat a sandwich next to uh Paddington. Who? Paddington Bear. Paddington Paddington. Paddington what kind of sandwich would you eat, though? Cause I know, I don't like marmalade. No. My marmalade. first marmalade sandwich was at a Paddington press screening. And it was fucking disgusting. Even though I like... Never got to go to a Paddington I like the taste of orange. Went to a screening with Paddington people, though. Mm. I went to a screening with Paddington Bear himself. But I had... Hugh. You had me. Hugh. And you. And me. And we. <laughs> And Dupree was there, by when the way. When is Paddington 3 coming out? Never. Mm. The Secret Garden is Paddington 3. <laughs> Aren't we excited oh, yeah. The Secret Garden? I don't know. I've never seen The Secret Garden. Well, before. no, because it's not come out yet. But Colin Firth, he looks like he's st- sitting and kind of miffed. Mm. What a great character actor he can be. <laughs> be stern. Today I'm going to play stern. Oh, this is 1917. I'll play stern. <laughs> Um, What's going on over there? Oh, it's some sort of cheap submarine movie. Stir. <laughs> Bow. Stir. Shall we start, Margaret? Well, I'm ready. <laughs> if we don't start it soon, we'll never finish it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tis a long one. Join us for the epic adventure that is Margaret. I'm expecting to talk about lots. Cut. This will be a 25-minute episode. We are 24 minutes in. <laughs> Yo. Hey, Paul. Lisa Cohen. By any chance, would would you want to meet somewhere and like take away my virginity? Um. All right. 
Strident. Get the fuck out. What? I just said strident. Leave. What? Leave now. What do you mean? I just. I'm, okay, I'm sorry I used the word strident. You look it up when you get home, right? You're being a little cunt. You're being a big cunt. What a film. I was not expecting. <laughs> Those happened. are directly two different scenes we just performed. Um, we are like Kenneth Lonergan here. We're performing. I mean, Alright, let's uh so tell me about the first time you saw Well the first time I Margaret. saw Margaret well, you see, the Friday it came out and it was showing on one screen in the whole of the UK. Really? One screen, the Odeon Panton Street. Wow. So that morning Yeah because it was I believe an eleven o'clock screening. Okay. That morning there was a queue of every notable London film figure. Really? Just waiting in line. Like who? Give us some names. I mean, you know, if you know you Brendan Connolly's your was Kermode there? No. He wasn't, no? Yeah. <laughs> All the cool people. Right. All the cool people who weren't invited to any kind of small screening at yeah. any point, because they only had, I believe, one little screening and it wasn't the Fox place. Mm. We all just queued up so we could catch at 11 o'clock so that we can all leave the screen at about 2 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And mm. it was a screen in which, of course, because Panton Street before it's refurb. The uh, screen would then have a toilet at the front of the thing. You just go in, you go into the screen, and you go to your right, and there's the bathroom. All right. Right there. So for two and a, well, three hours, because you have lots of trailers, yeah. you get the smell of shit. Oh, lovely. Piss and shit. Straight from the bathrooms, because they just, it's just one little door between the two yeah. things. Mm. And a little light coming through from that. Uh-huh. What a great place the Odeon Panther Street was. Mm. And that's how I saw Margaret for the first time. Where's the Odin Panton Street? Where's that? Right, uh, you know Leicester Square. Yeah. Right. And you know the Haymarket. Yeah. There's a little one below the comedy store, below uh, Leicester Place. Oh, right. So you go uh, Eminem oh, World. Oh, like on the corner? You go Eminem World and you go down for Eminem World. Yeah. From the square and there's that little one there. Yeah, like on on the corner. It's yeah. on the corner, yeah. I think I saw Whiplash there on a date. With... 
Alyssa uh, Benoit. Because I've got to tell you, that's not gone well. No. She's found someone oh, she's else. She's super gone, huh? She's super pregnant um, now. Yes, she is. Yeah. Uh, so, Margaret. My God. Um, Margaret at the wedding? Oh. What a film. I... You didn't ask me what I thought about it at the time. And how yeah, sorry, it's gone. It, what just, did... it smelled like shit for two and a half hours, <laughs> three hours. What did, you, what did you think? Did you think it was quite shitty? Shock and awe. Shock and awe? Yeah. Yeah? Just like the Americans practised. Shock and awe. Um, Come on! Was it a, was it a full, full house? Oh, it was mostly. Yeah. It was pretty sizably full. All right. Which was kind of exciting. Have you seen it again since? Or Once, because this... I got the Blu-ray from oh, America. Right. Well, no, I watched it once more. Yeah. But never watched the extended cut. No? Never been interested? I've been interested, but at the same time... It's three hours. It's yeah. Well, it's... You know, I've watched the film twice, because it's a very heavy film. It is, yeah. It's a very heavy film. And yeah. thus, going back to it... And just about the time I would have gone back to it to try the extended cut, Manchester by the Sea came out. Oh, right. And like, sometimes you get enough Lonergan to just take you for another five years. Because mm. his writing is superb and brutal. Yeah. He cuts to the core of humanity in a wonderful way. Um, oh, but I forgot how good Jay Smith Cameron was in this film. Oh, my God. She's man. Uh, she's a bitch. No, no, no. You mean she's Anna a Pavlin. cunt? Sorry, yeah, and I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you, you're, sorry, you're sorry. just segueing off from James Cameron, who is yeah. not a bitch in this sorry. film. She is trying no, her Anna, best. Anna Paquin. Oh, Lisa oh is just awful. She really is. She cares too um, much, but it's not a real care. It really she isn't. wants to she be just seen wants to be caring. The centre of attention, and it's she, yes. She, her life wants. She wants her life to be an opera. It's so annoying. But she doesn't like operas. Um. So I you just... need to do the well quantum of solace opening is playing, you want me to do the thing. <laughs> Go on. And Jack White. Classic. Classic song. Um Going into this Yes. I like as it started, I thought it was quite interesting. It it it, it kind of slowly turned into this thing where I started to hate her. But like well, the first, it started off where you were like, "Oh, this is nice. She's going to go on a date with John Gallagher." Yeah, not credited as John Gallagher Junior at that point. Yeah, she was going to go on a date. And she then... was, you know, just chilling out. And then that... and she wants a cowboy hat. She's trying to buy one for Christian yeah. Ritter, but she doesn't. Um, and then she sees Mark Ruffalo, who looks great in a cowboy hat, looks great without a cowboy hat, could yeah. look great in just a cowboy hat, you know. Um, and you're you're having fun. You're excited to see when Alice and Jenny's going to pop up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My How God. Go? By the way, yeah. If you're gonna laugh, laugh right into the microphone. Sorry. Like right down the microphone. That's good audio. Don't pop. We haven't got a filter. <laughs> um. Just. She never even sleeps with John Gallagher Jr. She gets to. She. She. Well, I haven't seen the bit. extended cut. Maybe mm, she's. Maybe. The, uh, maybe he's the aborter. Um, the abortioner. Do you think she had an abortion? I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know what to believe. I at mean, this point. if Kieran Culkin's going to be inside, yeah, you want to know yeah. that, don't you? Yeah, you don't trust what's going to come out of that. <laughs> Is he going to be really talented or super, super talented? Because um, Kieran Culkin's very talented. We love him. I'm really surprised at how little Alison Janney was in the film, considering right, she's so she had credited. two moments at the start: one pushing a uh, yeah. cart, and then one without legs to push a cart with. Yeah. And then she had two photos framed in one in the bottom of one shot for yep. about three seconds, and then she had a jump scare where she was the Invisible Man. <laughs> um, going, Surprise! I just, yeah, I I'm a bit flawed by this film. Oh, Terry House was a bit flawed. 
Give us a jelly. She was walking down the street and she got floored. I was expecting more from uh, Mark oh. Ruffalo as well. I thought he'd pop up again towards oh, the end. Well, he did. He actually did. That was the point. He didn't. He's though. driving the bus. Oh well, yeah. But he like, literally you know, not, pops up. He not, literally does pop up. I, I, yeah, I I was convinced that she was going to jump out in front of him. Just to, I thought she was determined to get him fired at that point, and she thought he just needs one more accident. Mark Ruffalo has a nice life. Yeah. Until she fucking turns up. Yeah, but even so, he's married to Rosemary DeWitt. Yeah. How nice is that? I mean, four. I just feel so sorry for him. And then fucking Matt Damon. What happened? What do you think happened to Matt Damon's character? Uh, What, after she's fucked Matt Damon? She's fucked Matt Damon. I'll tell you else. Jimmy Kimmel gets involved and says, I'm suing you. I had that idea first. She's fucked Matt Damon. And then she walks up to him and is it him and his partner? Or is it him and another teacher? Yeah. And he just says, add abortion. Mm. And they're like, oh, you should tell the guy. And he's just staring at her like, fucking, is it And the next scene, the next scene, she puts the whole town in the rear view, goes up to Boston, calls on Ben Affleck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just... Classic. (laughs) Spit um, roasting. Like, what happens to him? Like... Oh, um, I believe he goes snowboarding and gets that bicycle off the... uh, Shelf that he I has. Feel he's like got he a bicycle up feel... on the wall. He, he's an extreme sports guy. He has a snowboarding magazine. I feel like he's he'd... cool. Matt I... Damon's cool. I feel like he'd be he'd feel super guilty and he would like admit it to someone in school. I feel like he'd look in the mirror and go, "I look like Matt Damon. He's a famous actor. I could probably make money being Matt Damon. I'm gonna go and be Matt Damon, and that's pretty cool." Yeah, she just she destroys. What about Matthew Broderick? Her. What's he in the film for? Because <laughs> they're friends with Kenneth Hallegrove. Yeah. But he walks past, they're smoking a J, he's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. And then he walks off and he, you just follow him as they're making fun of him. Yeah. That back, the shot of him with his back to the camera and following him and just hearing them mock him. <laughs> How tragic. He's being bullied. He's the teacher who gets bullied. He eats, tropic, he eats sandwiches and drinks Tropicana. Imagine Desperately drinking Tropicana from a carton during class. That's embarrassing. Imagine getting a call, like, all right, imagine being home alone and you're, you know... Okay, so read, Macaulay. You, you're trying to read a book and you can't get into the book, so you close the book and you're just flicking through the TV, nothing's good on, nothing good's on. I'm home alone, I hear something outside. Anna Paquin calls up. Anna Paquin calls says, up and she says, hey, Joe Pesci and do you Daniel Stern outside. Do take virginity? Well, that's a Kieran Culkin thing. Kieran Culkin's like, never been home alone. I sh- Kieran Culkin drinks Diet Pepsi. <laughs> he spills that. But he doesn't stay home alone. He goes out with the rest of the family. <laughs> we know this. We've seen the franchise. Do better. Um, What would you do film. if you're sitting there and Anna Packard just calls you up out of the blue? Would you then decide, oh, well, if that means John Gallagher's free, I'll go and hang out with him. We'll yes. Talk, we'll talk the newsroom. Yeah, I'll give him a cuddle. We'll, we'll hang out. We'll discuss Short Term 12. That little scene where he calls We'll discuss Short Term 12. <laughs> we'll discuss the newsroom. Have you seen Short Term 12? I have seen Short Term 12. Good. Well, you were going through it's the fine. what films of the top 100 you haven't seen thing. I'm starting <laughs> to wonder if you've seen some of these. I've seen Short Term 12. But... Have you seen Game Night? Yeah. Have you seen Short Term 12? Colon Game Night? No. Oh, my goodness. Um, That's when Rami Malek and Brie Larson settled um, Caitlin Diva down because she's been off on one. And they have a game night together. It's very comfortable. That um... And they're playing chess and she's like, you know, oh. 
Uh, she gets to the end of the uh, thing with the pool and she goes, oh, I'm going to chase that for a queen. He goes, there's only enough room with this chessboard for one queen, darling. <laughs> classic. Classic moment in short-term 12 colon um, game night. That, um, that was all for that. That one little scene with John Gallagher. John Gallagher. Just John Gallagher. Just John Gallagher. Um, where he calls her up Junior. just after she's... Do you know off, why I named you that? Just after... Named after the dog. Just after she's, like, offered up her virginity, and he calls her up offered straight up. after. Um, and there's that little... And it cuts away too quickly. He he starts crying. He does. He does start crying. He's and I wanted, there on his bed crying. I wanted to delve more into that, like... Because you, you see him again kind of only once, right? Once in after class, that in class. Right? Yeah. And... There's this unspoken thing between them. Yeah, because, like, you know, what film do they go and see on the date? That's the thing. Did they go and see Roll Bounce? Or Flight Plan? <laughs> or Serenity? Or The 41 Virgin? Yeah. Or I couldn't even see the other two that were blocked off, but mm. the other one just said 40 Y, so I knew that's 41 Virgin, obviously. <laughs> Probably Wedding Crashes, that was around that time. Mm. Of the summer of 2005. Um, what else? What was the... Uh, was that? No, it wasn't Click. It was one before Click. What was one before Click? Know. Come on, Sandman. What were you making? But um, no, 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 what? no, no, no. <laughs> hey, what stop. bothers me? Stop. All right, fine. We've got to we've got to solve the mystery before we find out because this bothers me, and then we'll find out what bothers you after we find out what bothers me. <laughs> fine. If I type in Sandman, will that get us there? I'm just going to watch this uh, chase scene in Quantum Solace. Yeah, it's horribly edited, isn't it? It does, fourth down. It's like a trailer. Remember Joe Carnahan was like, oh, it's really well edited. Ah, Joe, it's not. It's atrocious. Atrocious work. What was the 2005? Do you want to guess? Wait, is this not the chase scene that ends with <gasps> oh, him shooting and the gun barrel thing? Not really, no. No, all right. Ah, well, it's one of the great ones. What was it? The Longest Yard remake. Not seen The Longest oh, Yard. it's so much fun. Um, you get Burt Reynolds in there, so it's not... Yeah, it's fine. What bothers me yes. about this film is that you f- you see all these characters like John Gallagher and uh, Matt Damon and... Jean um, Reno. John Reno. John yeah. Reno. And Kristen Ritter. And Olivia Thirlby. Um, and... Uh, Rosemary DeWitt. Mark Ruffalo. And you want to follow them, and their like the, what they do point of view, right? Especially Mark Ruffalo. I'd love to see that, like you know, how, with that, how with it that wavy him. hair, oh, yeah, that cowboy, and hair. how it affects him and his family. Looks and like, like you know, he's got this sort of secret, but how does he feel about he it? He keeps does killing he... people on the job. Yeah. Oh, what is he to do um, every time? He's looking around. There's a girl asking about a cowboy hat. He runs someone over and, and takes their legs off. What? And yet. We're forced to follow this bitch who just wants it to be all about her. And Phil makes sure it's all about her. This self-involved, phony ignoramus. Yeah. I did like her little comeuppance, though, how, um, you know... There's a lot of comeuppances when they shout at her and then she just cries again. Yeah. Why do you do this to me? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really do much, those those little comeuppances. She doesn't seem to notice. But the thing where um, she's gone into this whole thing of let's get the lawyers involved and see what we can do. And and then because she got the cousin involved, 
the cousin just wants to settle for the money and she's like, no, we want to get the guy fired. Yeah. And now she doesn't have that power to make that decision because she's got the cousin involved who the cousin doesn't even care. Didn't care at first anyway. And like... Money, money, money. She's, yeah. And she, she's created her own... She's created her own, um, you know... Narrative. Yeah. Or like, you know, she she's she's fucked it up for herself. Yeah. And I liked that. Well, she's hoisted herself onto the petard that she's hoisted. Yeah. That's what you're... I like, I really liked to. that. Like, it was like, yeah, fuck you, see? That's what happened All to this you. Effort tried to, to get involve this done, yourself yeah. into other people's things. But really, no one wanted this. No one asked for this. You put everyone through hell, reminded everyone about the horrible things that happened when they just wanted to celebrate the life. You wanted yeah. to focus on the what, 10 minutes you knew this woman, which was her death. Her horrible yeah. death. Just, um... But you were having such a fun time with the film at that point. And then suddenly, Jenny's legs in one place. You're like, what? Uh, what yeah, happened? Oh yeah. my God, what yeah, is this it film? it completely turned yeah, for it's, me. It's almost like it blindsided you. It really, I mean, it's it's actually went to a, for a date there because this film will give you whiplash. <laughs> no, coronavirus, can't high five. <laughs> um, what you heard was a physical bit. I just... Yeah, what a and film. What Margaret is, is about a physical bit. What a film. <laughs> now, do you reckon that that play that J. Smith Campbell is in? Right. Do you reckon it's good? I think it's just that one scene. That one scene. <laughs> over was, and over again. It's, it's kind of a... Because the other scene. We saw another scene. And it's her and him in the office, but not the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So is there two scenes? Is she standing there having a monologue I think it's him? the one scene, but done in so various different out. ways. Okay. So in one she's inside already. In one she walks in. Oh, she's always s- walking in. Mm. To applause. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot. Take that, Elliot. <laughs> um, I would like to see the version of the scene when after she's had that big argument with her daughter. Yeah. And she and then it cuts to her storming onto stage and you can feel that she's storming on a bit more. Well yeah, because she doesn't stop for the applause break. She walks right through yeah. the applause break. Yeah. She is in a And mood. even the other actors kind of notice. Nervous attention. Um I wanted to I wanted that to go a bit longer and to see. explode and like you know. But she's a professional. Actors Yeah, don't I know. But it would have it would have been nice to like see that. just how much this little bitch is affecting everyone's life yes. to the point that her own mother can't even do her job at the moment because... And her own brother cannot perform the oh, piano yeah. correctly. Yeah. And I... she'll never get on the ranch. They're not going to go on the ranch and then she's not going to move to Los Angeles to hang out with Kenneth Lonergan. You... Is he a better writer, director or actor, would you say? What was strange about the whole thing... I'll with... ask you a question. Sorry. Um, I didn't realise that was the, the director was the dad. Um... But is he a better writer, a better director, or a better actor? I think he's a better writer. Do you not think he was the best actor in the film? No. <laughs> you could tell he was the writer by the way he performed the yeah. words. It was like, oh, you know the words, but uh, you don't feel the words. Um, you all good? Yeah. So I just felt something out. It's my ear that went. Yeah. I've got an infection of the sinus called coronavirus. <laughs> but um... And you're all going to die now. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this podcast comes out, either it's all gone or we're all dead. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's great. And if you're if you're still alive, you've got two and a half hours of this film to watch. So uh, <laughs> there is luck. um there's one moment where I did hours, sort of agree with her. Yeah. Sort of um when she had the argument with her mother. This is and, Lisa. Yeah. Can we use words that aren't just she? It's not. I don't like to use her name 
because when Cuntface um, wow okay that's not a good mother, um, face. and they start having this whole argument and she's, she's more than just a face and she just has she's a pretty pair of not <laughs> not cowboy hat wearing hair follicles she brings up this whole point of like nothing matters why should I care about your boyfriend and all that? And yeah. I was like, that's a bit rude, you know? Mm. I know, I, I understand the point of nothing matters, but it's just, you've got to have but some Anyone can of, see. Yeah. Nothing um, really matters, <laughs> darling. But then later on in the film, much later on, when she's, she mentions, oh, I'm thinking, you know, if you prefer, I could move to Dad's. Los Angeles. And the mum gets all emotional about it. Yeah. And her response of like, I'm only just, I'm just putting it out there. Like, I'm not saying I won't, I'm going to. I'm just saying like, the idea's out there. I sort of sided with her on that. Um, Wait, with Lisa? Yeah, with Lisa. Why? Because I, I... That is a particularly goading attack. It didn't feel too gold, goading to me. She is putting out there at a time when everyone is a bit more vulnerable. Not like, okay, can we have a conversation about things? I would like to think. But it's straight up like, I think I'm going to stay with Dad. See, to me, it felt like, you know, it it kind of felt like she was going, okay, I know I'm causing issues here. Why don't I just uh, remove myself from this scenario? And I think it's... And it would be better for everyone. Absolutely, it would be better. But the way she's handling it, of course, because... As we see every time that J. Smith Cameron says something, Anna Packwood immediately spins it to the other opposite. They yeah. can't have a conversation. They're always in an argument. Yeah. Even if they agree on something, they'll find she'll find a way to disagree with her mother. I don't that's know, the, for, That's the point. For me, it was the only moment where I was like, okay, uh, yeah, I don't get why um, there was such a big reaction to that. But all the rest of it, it was just like, why are you just making a big moment out of Something that's not even to do with you. She wants to experience life, but she doesn't know what life is to yeah. experience it. So she just calls someone up to take her virginity. She just gets involved with things she shouldn't. She just I really wanted her to, to jump just, off a she building. She literally just calls end. up someone. She calls up the police to find out the next of kid to talk to them for no yeah. reason whatsoever. To find out where Mark Ruffalo lives for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Just gets involved with things she shouldn't do because she wants to be part of something that she is not. Because she doesn't know what it is to be part of something. And then she just Her gets into empty. arguments in class. Yeah. With the uh, Syrian girl. Yep. Because it's all theoretical. She can't see the uh, reality yeah. of the situation. Yeah, she's sort of playing devil's advocate. Yeah, because she doesn't the, see the, the actual film. effect of anyone's actions. She's yeah. seen one, the effect of one person's actions and can't see a good, the end to that. Yeah. In any way that doesn't see like right and wrong. It's very dangerous. It's a damn good film. Yeah, so it's 2005, not 2008. Right. When it was shot. Damn good film. It came out in 2011. Bloody hell. Six years on the shelf. Six years. But, to be honest, when you look at the uh, story of the film, then it got made at all. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Hey, I'm making a movie. It's about a woman, a young girl, who sees someone get killed by a bus. Go on. It's 185 pages. (laughs) And it's about woman gets hit by a bus. I feel then... like... <laughs> Did I mention 185 pages? <laughs> I feel like... Um, money. In a year or so, I'd be up for watching this again, the extended version. Wow. 
So like, if we're still doing like, the podcast in a year's time, scratch that if humanity still exists in a year's mm. time. Extended cut special. It's like you said, like... With a commentary? I couldn't watch it straight straight away. Yeah. Um. So I, I kind of... I totally understand your thing of, you know... Reticence. Um... Manchester by the Sea came out, and you're like, "Oh well, I can't. <laughs> we've got to reset the clock." Yeah, yeah, because that now we've was just pretty heavy. Because podcast, I... and you've got to reset the clock again. Because when Manchester by the Sea, I saw that at London Film Festival, and then it yeah. came out in the January February. Mm. So that's three month gap. Yeah, and I still didn't feel up for going to see it in the cinema at that point. Yeah. But I bought it on Blu-ray and watched it then. But that was a six month, yeah, seven month gap at that point. Mm. And then I haven't seen it again since either. Well, maybe cause... that's what happened. He filmed it in 2005 and just couldn't... <laughs> he just kept watching it going, I-, I can't. Every time I've watched a cut of this film, I have to stop for another six months. <laughs> this is heavy. Guys, this is heavy. <laughs> and then he would look to his friend and uh, his friend would say, who keeps saying that word? <laughs> is there something gravitational pull in 2005? It's weird. <laughs> what's that? Oh, they fly. They fly in their time machine to 2011 and immediately drop off a canister of the film. And see it get released. So for Kenneth Lonergan, this film happened instantaneously. Yeah. For the rest of us, it took nine, six years. <laughs> nine on six years. Nailed it! Nailed it! That's what it was. So how do you feel about Kenneth Lonergan? Yeah, I don't like his films. Yeah? Yeah. Would you like to go see some of his plays? Yeah, some I wouldn't mind hero actually. in you? Yeah. Yeah? I'd yeah. like to see some of his plays. Yeah. They don't perform them in London as much as they do, you know, oh. in New York. Yeah. Where he tends to, you know, be. It's a shame. Yes, it is a shame. Oh, I'd love to go see one of his works. I'm ready for a question. You Are want. you ready for a question? Yeah. Okay. What would you do for six years? For six if you were years. stuck on a shelf? And a Toy Story 2. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was trying to think of a Are Toy you Mr. Story Wheezy? Two. I am. <laughs> we all will be soon. Oh, boy. <laughs> Difficulty breathing. That's me. I'm the asthma man. <laughs> I'm doing what I can. What would you do if you were stuck in the shelf for six years? Though? Would I have Netflix? No. Oh. But if you wanted to, you could call up Kieran Culkin any time you want. Oh. I'd offer him a virginity. And every time he turned up, like, no, no, not yet. <laughs> wow, you play I'd him just, like a I'd, fiddle. Yeah, I'd just blue ball him for six Ooh. years. He's getting it from other places. I know, but... And if you see Succession, he's getting it from... <laughs> Lisa's mother so I know but he'd, yeah, he'd still want me you know and you want him to want you <laughs> but do you need him to need you mm, that's the question that is the question that's the only question this podcast ever asks I think it asks another question okay right what shelf would you like to be on what shelf yeah hmm. are you the kind of top shelf guy I think it'd have to be top shelf. top shelf guy yeah. I feel like I'm on a lower you, shelf you can... so I can jump off. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck your regime of being on a shelf. I can run off. Wow. Wow, change the rules. So you can you can kind of creep over to the edge of it Wait. and then you'd be seen. Or you could just recede into the back and you'd be hidden. First word you choose to use here in this is creep. Yeah. What is your motive? Who knows? Surprise. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's the it's the shelf in the supplies closet. Yes. Supplies. Yes. I was waiting for you to do that the whole show. Yeah. It's impressive you waited so long. And it's also disappointing. <laughs> Are you, I'm sorry. I, I'm mad that you waited so long. Are you mad that you watched Margaret? I am not mad. I'm definitely not mad I watched Margaret. Oh, I, I, in a sense, I am. Because I'm, I'm mad at her. 
Okay, that's not the point. But I'm not mad that I watched it. You're you're mad at I the way just... content is made because content is made successfully, not yeah. because content is made unfulfillingly. Yeah. Exactly. Are you movie mad for Margaret? I am. I am. I'm really movie mad for Margaret. Does it give you a, a hit of creativity and inspiration for the world and what films can be? Yeah. I mean, I just... I'm annoyed at how much I like the film because I of how much I despised Cuntface. What was her name again? Lisa. Lisa. So yeah. So using that word, face. <laughs> Sorry, no, shouldn't use the F word. You shouldn't use the F word. <laughs> what about Jean Reno? Um, I oh, know, poor Jean Reno. No, Jean. Not John. He's not John Reno. <laughs> I'm John Reno. If you've been hurt or attacked by some mug ruffalo driving a bus, let me tell you, I'll get you off. How, how do you think he died? Mark Ruffalo hit him. <laughs> I think bus. he died by being off screen. Tragic. Aww. He fell off screen. It was a cloudless Tuesday morning. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Poor Poor What's um? Where can we find you? Yeah, where can we find you and then what's next? Yeah. Wow, where can we find I'm you? glad you all started to learn at yeah. almost 200 Spine episodes to. how Spine the podcast to. works. You can find me on Twitter, it's Ethan Runt, where I'm just, you know, doing things. And of course, we're currently doing Fast Fridays every Friday. Yes, you are, until yeah. they... Uh... Until they cancel <laughs> yeah. for corona purposes, which will make the investigation into what the franchise has done and its legacy into the world even deeper, because we'll know that, theoretically, maybe, F9... And the coronavirus are intrinsically linked, not just in destroying Bond, is, but in um, destroying family. Is Hobson Shaw going to be on your first Absolutely. Line? All right. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah. All right. Ten weeks and Bloodshot, which we should have an episode on, is not d- to do with that. It just happens to be that, you know, right. hey, I want to see what Vin Diesel being killed a bunch of times has to do with the run of Vin Diesel as God Fair in enough. these franchise films now. Fair enough. Fast Fridays every Friday. I think we're up to uh, Tokyo Drift at this point. Mm. Um, Everyone's oh, thank favorite. you for asking. You can find me. I was about to. There you go. Movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Johnny, where yes. can we find you? Uh, you can't find me anywhere. Ah, top shelf. <laughs> Someone's going to be starting to brush in a second. And what is next week's film? Are you movie mad? Are you oh, yeah, hotmail.com? Are you movie underscore mad? Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Are You Movie Sandra's. Mad. Hey, the Podnose Network. That's also there. Andrew. Oh. What's next week's film? Next week, we're going to stop off in New York again. All right. A little bit of fun. A little bit of fury. And a stretch inside the mind of a raptor. Okay. Just like we did with Jay Smith Cameron this week. We'll delve deeper into someone else next week. Interesting. Till next week, I suppose. We'll be looking inside a performer whose works include the magnificent penguins of Madagascar. And whose one of his next films isn't out for 95 years? Hey, he's in No Time to Die. Holy shit. (laughs) No, we're talking about Jerry Lewis. We're going to finally watch The Day the Clown Cried. Aren't you excited? Oh, always. Oh, finally. It's like Jojo Rabbit, but for kids. <laughs> you know, for kids. Yeah. Silly Jojo. <laughs> Nazis are for kids. Okay. That got an Oscar, by the way, Jojo Rabbit. 
Yes, it did. Taika Waititi has an Oscar which has Jojo Rabbit on it and not, you know, one of his good films, <laughs> which are few and far between at this point. I never did bother to see it a second time. Why would you need it after you saw it the first time? Like, oh, no. I didn't think much of it the first time, but because I didn't like hate much it. There, but it's, there was a lot of hate for it. It's devoid. That's that, yeah. I I I think it's, so it's then, a bad film because it's devoid. So then I thought maybe I should go and see it again just to see, you know, if I had any actual reaction to it. No, that's emptiness. Yeah, it's utter emptiness. Whereas Eagle vs. Shark is beautiful, wonderful, and amazing. So next week we're delving into the mind of Jermaine Clement. Yes. Pleasant. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.